There's a word from the Lord today as we continue the series that God gave us at the beginning of this year. Our theme for the year 2022 is faith, family, and community. And the first third of this year, the first four months of this year, we said to you that we will share and preach and talk about faith. The series is entitled Faith Matters. Faith Matters. This is the sixth message in this series. A very special thank you to our youth pastor, Pastor Antoine, uh, who on last week shared the fifth message in the series, which was entitled Rescue by Faith. Very powerful message. Thank him. Thank our young adult praise team for that service on last week. Our scripture reference for today's message is found in the book of Numbers, chapter 13, verses 30 to verse 33. Listen, I was on a very enjoyable uh, Zoom call with our couples ministry uh, just on this past, I think, Friday. We were talking about this, and I, I gave them a little preview and said to them that I, I, I changed the order of the messages under the leading of God because I wanted to get to this sermon sooner than later. I wanted to get to this particular message sooner than later. Numbers chapter 13 Verses 30 to verse 33, an incredible faith passage in the book of Numbers. And it is an incredible passage of those who choose not to walk by faith and those who choose to walk by faith. Listen to the reading of his word. Verse 30, the New Living Translation. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, Caleb said. We can certainly conquer it. Verse 31, but the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report, bad report, about the land among the Israelites. They said the land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. Verse 33, they said, we even saw giants there. The descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. The series is entitled, now I, I need you to pay attention to this because it sounds similar. 
but I need you to hear this. The series is entitled Faith Matters. Today's message is entitled A Matter of Faith. Series, again, is entitled Faith Matters. Today's message is entitled A Matter of of faith. I need you to do me a favor. Wherever you are, put it in quotations, put it in your notes digitally. If you're sitting down with, with paper and pen, write it somewhere. A matter, and put it in quotations, a matter of faith. Listen, as a lifelong student of human behavior, I have personally always tried to pay close attention to how differently people live their lives. I've always been amazed. I've always uh, been, been really into human behavior, even as a young person, even as in high school. Every, every elective, uh, every place I've gone to study, I've always chosen as an elective something dealing with the psychology of human behavior. I love to study human behavior. I love to. I love to study how differently people live their lives. How people in the same community can live different. How people who see the same thing can come away with a total different assessment. That has always amazed me. And I've always been fascinated about human behavior. Listen, some people live their lives based solely on what they know, what they see, or what perhaps they currently possess. I refer to these kind of people as, quote, matter-of-fact people. <laughs> people uh, who leave little up to your imagination. <laughs> what you see with them is usually what you get. They are totally fact-based people. I see red is red. It's black, white, no other distinctions. They are, in fact, matter-of-fact people. You know exactly what you're going to get when you see them every time. I said that they, they don't leave it up to your imagination. You don't have to wonder about it, okay? These are the people. You can set your clock by them. They are matter-of-fact people. And then there are other people that I've noticed who live their lives with little structure or little discipline. They usually give little thought to their future or to the consequences of their actions or their lack of actions. They do things without thinking. They make decisions 
without examining what the consequences would be. They are the people that they say live by. They fly the seat of their pants or they, they, if they feel it, they do it. They hope and they hope and wish things will work out. They pray for luck. <laughs> they pray for chance. I am referring to these kind of people as matter of chance people. Remember, we've talked about the matter of fact people. These are people of matter of chance. For some of them, listen, their future success is based on hoping that one day, by chance, they will win the lottery. You ask them, what's your retirement plans? Oh, I'm going to win the lottery one day. You ask them, what are you going to do when you get old? I'm not worried about that. I'm going to strike it rich one day. By chance or by some other unexpected benefit will come their way. That's how they live their lives. They live their life as something is going to drop in my lap one day. By chance, I'm going to strike it rich. By chance, I'm going to be a, a multi-million dollar entrepreneur. That's what they say until they get 50 and 60 years old. And they still broke, busted, and disgusted. Why? Because they live their lives by chance. They do not plan for the future. Then, my brothers and sisters, there are others. Here's the third group. First group are matter-of-fact people. Second group, matter-of-chance people. Then there are the faith walkers, those who live their lives based on a matter of faith. Not just facts and certainly not chance. And it is not that they ignore facts. Let me get the record straight. It is not that these people refuse to take chances. It is that they strongly believe Please don't miss this. That faith can take them where facts and chance cannot. <laughs> Here are people who believe in facts. Here are people who take calculated risks and chance, but they live their lives based on faith because they know that sometimes despite the facts and the chance, faith can make a way. But they are those who stand on the word written by the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 1 and verse 17, the new King James Version, it says, For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Paul goes on to write, As it is written, the just shall live by faith. These are the faith walkers. These are the matter of faith people. Yes, we know what the facts are, but we live by faith. Facts say you're sick, but the faith says I'm healed. Fact says uh, that things don't look so good, but my faith says God will make a way somehow. Fact says that 
it may not turn out in your favor, but faith says God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than we can even ask or think. Faith walkers, matter of faith people. Question I ask you today is, who are you? What kind will you fit in? What category will you fit in? Do you live solely as a matter of fact? Are you living your life as a matter of chance? Or are you saying, Pastor Jackson, I am walking by faith. I am a matter of faith person. Listen, let us turn to our text. And in our text, let us examine the difference between those who live their lives based on facts and those who live their lives based on a matter of faith. Perhaps there is no better example in the Bible than in Numbers chapter 13. Listen, in our text, the children of Israel found themselves at a very critical point on their journey from Egypt to the promised land. You know the story. God sends Moses to deliver them out of Egypt, out of bondage under the oppressive hands of Pharaoh. God keeps making a way out of no way. They come to the Red Sea and the Egyptian army is behind them. The Red Sea is in front of them. God tells Moses, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord speaks to Moses and says, Moses, these Egyptians you see today, you will not see again. Moses stretches out his rod uh, and the sea rolls back. And the Bible says they all cross on dry land. And when the Egyptians tried to catch them, uh, God closed the sea. What he did before that was he kept them in suspended animation uh, so that the children of Israel can cross in over on dry land. So this was their journey. And now we find in our text, uh, the book of Numbers chapter 13, they now get to a place called Kadesh Barnea, which is right on the outskirts of Canaan, which is the promised land. God says to Moses in verse 1 of the text, God says to them, sends out those to explore the land that he was giving them. Note what God said. He never said to Moses, send these out. Send 12 men out, one from each tribe, to see if it is possible to possess the land. That is not what he said. He says, Moses, uh, go out and explore the land. And he says, and explore the land that I am giving you. In other words, I've already decided it's yours. Just go check it out. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Go see the land. Moses gives them the instructions and says, go see 
what the soil looks like. Go see what the fruit look like. Go see how the walls are constructed. In other words, God says, it's your land. It's your blessing. Go possess your blessing. Somebody ought to stop right there and put a hand of praise on the fact that every now and then we've got to go possess what God already says is ours. Go get it. God says, go get it. Go get what is yours. Listen, the text goes on to say, we're then told in verses 25 to verse 33 that after spending 40 days in the land, 12 spies, 12 men, one from each tribe, they returned to Moses and the people of Israel. They returned with two different reports. But please uh, be aware that they saw the same thing, that the land was prosperous. They all agreed to that. They also agreed that the land flowed with what they called milk and honey, which meant that it was a prosperous land. But they also all agreed that it was dangerous. And they saw the same people. They saw the sons of Anak. They saw huge, the text uses the word, giants in the land. So go with me. That's why I wanted to preach this. They saw the same thing. They went to the same place, but they reached two different conclusions on their future. See the same thing at the same place, but two different conclusions. Ten of the men concluded that they would not be able to overcome the challenges. <laughs> that the land was too much. The people were too strong. In fact, in verse 31, 10, the majority of them, a supermajority of them, concluded this. Listen to this quote <laughs> at the end of verse 31. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. Same land, saw the same people, but this was their conclusion. That the people are strong, that's a fact. Uh, the people are mighty, it was a fact. The land was great, that was a fact. But they concluded that they, the people in the land, the enemies in the land, were stronger than they were. This was the assessment of 10 people. Uh, but then look at this in verse 32. They spread, here's what the text says, and I use the words from the text, quote, a bad report. A bad report among them. Beware of people in your circle that's spreading bad reports. 
Beware of hanging around people who reach negative assessments. Beware of people who don't have the faith to confront the challenges and say, yes, we can, but they spread a bad report. And because people are so vulnerable, people are susceptible to listening to negative reports. The Bible said they spread a bad report. These naysayers <laughs> went on to state in verse 33 of our text, they say, we even saw giants there. We saw the descendants of Anak there in the land. Look at what they said. They said, next to them, next to these mighty warriors, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. One translation, the King James says, and so we were to them. There's a special note that I want you to note. And I put this in my notes in red. It is this, that their enemies saw them just as they saw themselves. Please hear this. I, I just want you to hear this, that their enemies uh, saw them. If they can put that on the board, if not, then I knew we can put it up later. Their enemies saw them as they saw themselves. Just as you see you, that's how your enemies see you. If you see you as weak, your enemies see you as weak. If you see yourself as not being able uh, to handle it, your enemies see yourself as not being able to handle it. I'm told oftentimes that when you're confronted uh, by an animal such as a dog or something that's attacking you, that the, the attacker feels more comfortable when they sense your fear. And so when your enemies see you as being afraid, uh, that's because you see you as being afraid. Look at what they said again. Next to them, next to these giants, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought. That's what the giants thought of us. Also, how do you see yourself? That is the question this morning I want to ask you. Don't ever walk around and call yourself defeated. Don't ever give the enemy the privilege of hearing out of your mouth that you can't make it. Don't ever let the enemy hear you say uh, that you've already lost and there's no way you can come out of this. Even if you don't make it, say that the God we serve is able to bring us out. Somebody clap those hands and give God a hand of praise. Someone give God a hand of praise wherever you are right now and say, yes, I can. And listen, however, according to verse 30, <laughs> here is the other report. I shared with you the bad report. Look at what happened 
in verse 30. Joshua and Caleb shared a different conclusion. They shared what we are calling this morning a faith assessment. They saw the same thing. They went to the same place, but they reached a different conclusion. Look at verse 30. Caleb tried to quiet the people. Whew. Caleb stood before Moses and said, let's go at once and take the land, he said. But listen to what Caleb said. He said, we can certainly conquer it. I know that there are giants there, uh, but we can conquer it. I know that the sons of Anak live there, but we can certainly conquer it. Somebody, wherever you are right now, say, yes, we can. Somebody declare, yes, we can. Make it personal and say, yes, I can. Say, yes, I can. You are more than a conqueror. You are the head and not the tail. You are empowered by God to be a conqueror. Yes, you can. Yes, we can. Lift those hands. Clap those hands. Open your mouths and declare, yes, we can. Woo! Listen. Unfortunately, Moses and the people accepted the wrong assessment. They accepted, even Moses accepted the matter of fact assessment rather than a matter of faith assessment. And since they were not willing to trust God, they made a decision that we can't conquer it. <laughs> they did not follow the advice. They did not follow the conclusion of Joshua and Caleb. They decided that they could not overcome the obstacles that were in the land. They were not willing to trust God and to move by faith. As a result, please don't miss this, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. God said to them, for every day you spent spying the land, I'm going to have you wander a year in the wilderness. They took 40 days to spy out the land and God allowed them to roam, to wander in the wilderness. Please don't miss this, don't miss this. I want you to catch this. Because I've heard this story all of my life about 40 years wandering in the wilderness. Until one day I realized what that actually meant. It meant, Pastor Matt, Pastor Willamay, it meant that they went around in circles whew, for 40 years. 
Deacon Marlin, it meant for 40 years, ooh, they went around in circles, ooh, accomplishing nothing, going nowhere. Ooh. This message blessed me as I was putting it together. God said to me, he says, Dara, and he spoke to me, if you don't trust me by faith, you will find yourself wandering in the same place, going nowhere for the rest of your life. They wandered in the wilderness 40 years until all of them died, including Moses, with the exception of two, Joshua and Caleb. There were millions of them wandering in the wilderness. And God kept them going around in circles, going nowhere for 40 long years because they refused to walk by faith and they walked by facts of what they could see. Ooh. Only two out of millions reach the promised land. Moses saw it, but his feet never entered the promised land. They all died. Please don't miss this. They all died going nowhere, accomplishing nothing. Some of us live our lives until we get older. When we get, become older, we look back over our lives and we become depressed and frustrated. And we say that I haven't accomplished anything. Perhaps because you've not walked by faith. You've been a matter of fact or a matter of chance, but you've never been a matter of faith person. They all died. But let me share this with you. Joshua and Caleb, the only two who were willing to trust God and move by faith. The Bible tells us that they received a special reward. <laughs> mm. Not only did they enter into the promised land, the land of Canaan, the land flowing with milk and honey, uh, but they received the best part of the land. Caleb, the one who gave the faith assessment, <laughs> uh, Caleb at 85 years old says to Joshua, I'm as strong today as I was when God sent us out over 40 years ago. So give me this land. <laughs> and God gave Caleb Canaan land. God gave him the choice piece of land. Caleb, please don't miss this, and his family. Joshua and his family were all blessed. That same Joshua who declared for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Ooh. I'm here to tell you, if you want to leave a legacy for your family, live by faith. 
walk by faith. Live your life as a matter of faith. As we prepare to conclude today's message, I want to share with you three key insights from this incredible matter of faith story in Numbers chapter 13. Three key insights I want you to carry with you, not just for the rest of this week, the rest of this month, the rest of this year, but for the rest of your life. Remember these three key insights. Insight number one is this. In times of crisis, our confidence to prevail, our confidence, our confidence to prevail is often tied to our faith in who God is and what we believe he's able to do. Joshua and Caleb had confidence that they would prevail because they had confidence in who God was and they knew what God was able to do. Listen, we're not cocky, but we're confident. (laughs) We are confident of this one thing that he who had begun a good work in us will finish it, will complete it until it is done. (laughs) Listen, when we walk by faith, we walk in confidence. People say that you, you are mighty relaxed about a situation. It is because we live as a matter of faith and not as a matter of fact. So in times of crisis, our confidence to prevail is tied to our faith in who God is and what we believe. Not what the church believes, but what you believe God is able to do. If you believe he's a healer, then he's your healer. (laughs) If you believe he's a way maker and a heart fixer, then that's who that's who God is. (laughs) Second key insight from this incredible passage that's found in Numbers chapter 13. Second key insight says this. Please, please take a picture of this. Please don't you forget this. We should never, please, if you don't remember anything else, remember this. We should never be intimidated by the magnitude of our challenges. The God we serve is bigger than any of the giants that may be against us. You've got big problems, you have a bigger God. (laughs) You have giants that are against you, you have a God who is a giant slayer. (laughs) The God we serve is bigger than any of the giants that may be against us. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. (laughs) For no weapon formed against us shall prosper. The Bible says, "When, when my enemy and my foe came up against me, they stumbled and fell. 
Uh, when the enemy comes in like a flood, Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against our enemies. I'm here to tell you that I serve a giant slayer. My God is bigger than any obstacle, any problem, any situation that we are going through. I was just reminded just the other night, I was on the phone talking uh, to someone who reminded me that God has never failed us. She told me, in fact, it was my cousin Jan, and we were talking, and she says, Darrell, let me remind you that God has never failed us. God has always made a way over and over and over and over again. Anybody here today believe that God is a giant slayer? You believe that the God you serve is bigger than any problems that you possess. And here's the third and the final insight as we prepare to conclude today's message. (laughs) The third and the final insight is this. There's a special reward. There's a Joshua and Caleb reward for those who live by faith. They will, like Joshua and Caleb, be blessed and highly favored by the Lord. Not only did God preserve Joshua and Caleb, God gave them the best of the land. God blessed their families and their family and their families for generations to come. There's a special reward for those who live by faith. Hashtag a matter of faith. I want you to use this. Do me a favor. I want you to to use this hashtag this week when you're thinking of something, when you're sending something out. Send hashtag a matter of faith. When they say to you, are you concerned about this economy? A matter of faith. You're concerned about what's going to happen to you, your job, your family? The answer is no. We trust God. It is a matter of faith. Faith matters when the facts don't make a difference. Faith matters when chance will not cut it. I'm not waiting to win the lottery. In fact, I don't even play the lottery because my faith is in the hands of the Lord. If God wants to bless me to have millions, then God will find a way to do it. God wants to bless you to pay all of your debt off, God will find a way to do it. Faith matters. It is a matter of faith. As we prepare for the altar, our praise and worship team will come with an old song of the church. In fact, this this song was sung 
by one of my dear friends. I talked with him just the other week, Reverend Milton Bingham, originally from Newark, New Jersey, now has retired and in Florida. A Reverend Bingham sung this song, We've Come This Far by Faith. Listen to the words of the song. It says, Leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. Why? He never failed me yet. Oh, can't turn around. Why? We've come this far by faith. The verse goes on to say that just the other day I heard a man say that he didn't believe in God. But I can truly say that the Lord will make a way. Why, Darrell? Because uh, he has never, God has never, never failed me yet. We've come this far by faith. Join in with us right now, wherever you are. Right now, listen. Mm. Yeah, a matter of faith. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we've come this far. Come on, yeah.
wherever you are, I need you to close those eyes right now, wherever you are. A matter of faith. Yes, we can. Yes, you can. Do not allow your enemy to hear you say you cannot do it. The devil is a liar. Great is he that is with us than all the forces that are against us. Joshua and Caleb had a faith assessment. They brought back a matter of faith report. Listen, it wasn't that they didn't see giants. It wasn't that they didn't see the obstacles. It was that they just believed that the God they served was able to overcome any obstacle and defeat any giant. There are numbers on the screen for you to call right now. If you want prayer, if you need someone to pray with you, listen, if you are not a faith walker, if you've not made a commitment to walk by faith, if you haven't given your life to the Lord, we want to give you an opportunity right now to do so. We want to give you an opportunity right now to take a faith assessment and say, God, I believe that you're able to help me overcome any obstacle, to help me overcome any giant, to help me overcome anything in my life that may come against me. Call that number on the screen right now. We're going to give you a chance to call. Come on, a little bit more, Janelle. Praise team, right now. Call the pray. Eternal Father, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you for this incredible text. We thank you for this message that reminded us that we live our lives by faith and not by facts or by chance. We live as a matter of faith, not a matter of chance. It's not that we don't see what others see. It is that we believe that you're able to empower us and equip us to overcome anything that comes against us. Yes, we can. We can because you've said that we can. And we are touching and agreeing. We're praying for someone somewhere right now wherever they may be, Lord. Someone who's facing giants. Someone 
who's facing incredible obstacles in their lives. God, we need you to remind them that they too can live and walk by faith. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And everybody that loves the Lord said amen.